Have you ever wondered why it's so hard to start a new habit? Are you wishing that the choices you know you should be making for your health were easy and just came so naturally that you didn't have to think about them? I hear ya. I used to get so frustrated by how much time and energy I was spending thinking about my health, you know, what I weighed, what I ate, how much I exercised, all the things, right? It was ridiculous and I felt obsessed. Little did I know though that all of that thinking would eventually pay off over time. The caveat, of course, being that I stuck with it and I was doing the right things for me to become my healthiest self. I had spent a lot of years and way too much effort trying to change in the wrong way for the wrong reasons, and it just didn't work. When I discovered that living healthy could be simple and fun and joyful, life got so much better. Today, I'm sharing with you all the things about how to really find freedom in your healthy choices so that you make them naturally and without having to spend so much time thinking about it. So buckle up because there is some hard truth, fun examples, and of course, some Jesus coming at you here today. Here we go. Hey, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and I'm so excited to be with you today. I am passionate about helping women just like you ditch the diet culture and transform your body from the inside out without feeling selfish or taking up all your time. I believe living healthy can be simple and fun and ultimately allow you to deepen your relationship with God and walk more fully in the purposes He has for you. I've been where you are now. I've tried the diets and even got to my goal weight, but it left me feeling just as empty, insecure, and unfulfilled as I was before. It wasn't until I drew closer to God that I experienced that true confidence I was after. So grab your Bible, notebook, and coffee and get ready to finally experience joy and freedom in your health journey. Okay, I want to start off today with probably a pretty bold statement. Freedom in health is like freedom in Christ. Now, I know theologically that there are differences, but hear me out. I'm not trying to get into a theological discussion, and and please take everything that I say and test it against Scripture and against your spirit and um, pray about it. But I want to throw some of these ideas out there, and then I want to get super practical about what freedom in your health can really look like and how to get to that point where the choices that you're making and the way that you are choosing to live healthy really becomes very natural and uh, habitual for you, right? Like building habits. So I want to start off the definition of freedom is the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved, right? Essentially, you have the choice. So let's look at a little comparison here. Freedom in Christ says you have the ability to choose, right? God gives us choice. He always gives us choice. Not that you won't be tempted to choose quote unquote wrong, but that you have the freedom to choose what's right. You can discern the difference. God gave us choice, free will, and and therefore he will allow the consequences of our choices. We see that throughout scripture. You know and understand what the consequences of each choice are, and you choose in response to God's love rather than out of fear, right? It doesn't mean it will be easy. But it does mean that we can trust in the goodness of that right that God is calling us to choose. And we don't have to worry about missing out on the things of this world. Like we know that when we choose the things of God, it's for our good because we have a good and loving father. And ultimately, God transforms our hearts and our desires. So it does become more natural to choose the things he's calling us to do 
again, out of love rather than to follow the pull of this world, you know, whatever this world is telling us to do. So let's look at freedom and health. Freedom and health says you have the ability to choose. Not that you aren't tempted to cheat or give in, but you have the freedom to choose what is most beneficial to your body as an act of of worship to God, really. You can discern the differences in what's good for you and what's bad for you, right? You begin to learn and recognize the consequences of your choices and acknowledge the role your choice has in those consequences playing out. You begin to make your best choices out of a love for God and the call that he's placed on your life rather than out of a fear of living up to a standard that this world has set for you. It doesn't mean that doing what's best for your health will be easy since it's often against everything this culture shows us, but you get to trust in the goodness that God wants for you rather than feeling you know, left out or like you're missing something because of the choices you're choosing to make for your health, right? In the end, God can and will transform your heart and desires so that making the best choices for your health becomes more natural the more you do it. The reality is it still takes discipline either way because we live with an unrenewed mind, a mind that constantly wants to go back to what's easy and what it knows. This is why thoughts are so important. I always hear it said that our greatest battle is between our ears. My favorite three verses are about thoughts. They are Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And the second one is 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. And finally, Philippians 4, 8, which says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So first and foremost, we have to recognize our thoughts, then take them captive and make them obedient to Christ, which is, you know, testing them against the truth. And then, and then we have to fill our minds and renew our minds with what is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable and excellent and praiseworthy and, and keep those things in the front of our minds. It's no easy thing. Now, I know scientists, I like to joke that I've never actually taken a real science class in my life. And if you want to hear more about that, feel free to reach out. Um, But I have heard and read a lot about thoughts and thinking and how to change thought patterns and why it's important and all the things. That being said, I'm going to give you the most basic explanation I know for describing this process because when I found this out, it completely changed my perspective on how I renew my mind, how I take thoughts captive and change them by thinking in a new way, which also really applies to habit building as well. Now, I'll have to do a whole nother podcast episode on thoughts probably, but for now, this is what I know, that our thoughts create something called neuropathways. I I think that's what they're called at least, (laughs) which I like to visualize as um, a, a hot cylindrical object being rolled through butter. Like as you can imagine, it would create like this rut in the butter, making it easier and easier for the object to continue rolling along that same path, right? It's like a trail in the woods that's been walked on so many times that the brush is permanently squished down, okay? So when you have that rut um, or that easy to follow path, our brains like to make it easy on itself by just following that same path because creating a new one is harder. 
But when we make the effort to continually think new thoughts, those new thoughts can become new neuropathways that our brains find easier to follow. Hopefully that makes sense. Anyways, all that to say, it takes discipline to make the right choices you want to be making because it takes effort to think about. But after doing it a while, you begin to see those right choices as easy and natural. Like that's where the freedom comes in through a discipline of repeating what is hard or unnatural to a point that it becomes easier or more natural. So this concept can be used for thoughts and habit building, like I said before, and probably a lot more things. But those two are what I believe apply most um, to healthy living. So the other the other way I like to think of this idea of freedom through discipline or the idea of choices that are hard at first becoming more natural is that it's like driving a car. Take yourself back to when you were first learning to drive a car. Um, you know, you hold you probably held onto the steering wheel at 10 and 2. You checked your blind spots at least seven times when you were changing lanes or merging, and you had to think really hard about which direction you were going, when you were going to have to make your next turn, all the things, right? It takes a lot of brain power and focus and energy. But once some of those things became second nature, like you didn't have to think about them as much. You know, maybe you loosen your grip on the steering wheel. Maybe you drive with your knees at times when you're drinking coffee and handing the kids something they need in the backseat, right? I mean, honest moment. Anyone else ever left a place driving and then arrived at your destination and not even remembered how you got there because you were zoned out? Like, that's some natural choices taking over, right? It's the same with our health choices. The more you make your best decisions, the more you think certain thoughts, the more you do the thing, the more natural it will become. But you have to get through that phase of having to put a lot of time and energy into it. You have to practice. You have to get a feel for things and see what works best for you. If you skip this phase and go straight into expecting everything to be easy just because someone told you exactly what you're supposed to do, like you've set yourself up for failure or disappointment. Just like in our relationship with Christ, the moment we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we're saved. Our names are written in the book of life. We're going to heaven when our earthly bodies die. Like, that's truth. But the Bible is also very clear about our lifelong journey of sanctification, like our process of becoming more like Jesus, right? Okay, that was kind of a side note, but that's just how my brain works. So, anyways... As I was thinking about what I wanted to say in this episode, I was reminded of some things in my life that were habits I really didn't like, but I didn't think I would ever be able to ditch. I mean, when I really think about it, I'm so grateful to God that at times he moves mountains piece by piece and we can live our lives the same way. Like we can overcome struggles or create new habits one day at a time, one small step at a time, because so often it can be way too overwhelming to think about going cold turkey on some things. At least that's what I think. So the first habit that I was reminded about was TV watching. Like, it was bad for me. I had like 10 shows I was trying to keep up with. Like, Hulu was a bad thing because it let me keep up with all of these live shows. Like, I would plan my week around when I'd be able to watch which shows and all the things. Like, I'd get frustrated if I got behind. I, I knew I wanted to watch less TV, but I didn't really know how to get myself there. So I, I broke it down. I, I made it simple. I started by picking like two or three shows that I was going to keep watching. And, and that was all good. Like it helped. I was watching way less. But I noticed that as I cut back, like 
my desire to watch TV even went down a little bit. Like I started doing more things. I filled my time and I used my energy in other ways, which again, allowed me to begin thinking of TV differently. Like it became less important because these other things were, were way more important. And I knew I wanted to make time for those things. I began reading more books. I began building more friendships. I started a new exercise routine that took more time. I began putting more time and energy into my marriage and being more intentional with my time, the time I had with my kids. Like eventually through this whole process, I lost almost all interest in the shows I was watching. I began investing in what was in front of me instead of in the characters of a show. I don't know exactly when my perspective changed. And I'm not saying I don't watch TV at all. Like I'm not that crazy, (laughs) but it's not a priority and it doesn't rule my thoughts and my emotions anymore. It's not as important as putting my focus in these other areas of my life right now. Disclaimer though, I'm not saying that TV is a waste of time or that you should stop watching it because it's from Satan. Like, I mean, there's some of that, I'm not going to lie. But my encouragement here is that if TV is a habit that you have that is taking you away from being able to put more time and energy and focus into what you want to be doing, then it is a habit worth breaking. I also did an episode too with my former client, Sadie, where we we talked about using TV as kind of this mindless zone out activity. And she really got to share her story on how her digging deeper into more um, mindful and intentional living, like how she spent her time really helped in her overall health. So definitely give that a listen. It's episode number seven from mindlessness to mindfulness is what the episode is called. Um, But again, I just, I share this to, to show you that um, it can be a long and slow process and taking one step at a time is really the way to go when it comes to kind of changing, changing habits like this. Like I just use TV as an example, because that is something that I really struggled with in, in my own life and on, on my own health journey. I know that sounds crazy um, to think that it affected my overall health as much as it did, but but it really did. And I just noticed so much um, improvement in my overall health and my life um, when I was able to kind of overcome that habit, even though it was really hard and it took a lot of discipline at first. So the second habit that I want to talk about that came to mind for me um, that I'm guessing probably some of you can relate to is hating mornings. Like I used to hate mornings. I never wanted to get up earlier than I had to. I was tired all the time. I just, I didn't enjoy the morning time. And then as I probably shared before in part of my testimony, like I made a commitment to get up early every morning to read my Bible because I knew that I needed to focus on God more and put more time and effort into my relationship with him. I knew that he was the answer to some of the struggles that I was facing. So in getting up early to read the Bible, I was committing to spend time with God. And at that point, early to me was rolling out of bed at like 6 a.m. ish and reading for like 10 or 15 minutes before my kids would start to wake up for the day. And like, it was really tough at first. I didn't love it, but I had made that commitment. And I will note that it was also helpful that at the time, Uh, My husband made the same commitment, and so it was something that we were both working on and growing in together and could complain about together, not going to lie. But but really, though, like that accountability was good and necessary for that season, for sure. And that's one of the steps that helped me um, in kind of creating this habit of learning to love mornings. 
Um, so anyways, eventually like it become, it became a part of my routine, like so much of, um, who I was becoming. And, and I really learned to love that quiet time in the morning. Like God was honoring that time and drawing my heart to him, which was so beautiful. Um, after a long time of that, like a year, maybe two years, um, that time I spent like the length of time I spent grew, it turned into like 30 or 45 minutes in the morning. Like I, I figured out that I, I had to do it before my kids would wake up. Um, so it was early. Like often I was up before the sun, um, because I knew that if it didn't happen, then like it wasn't going to happen during the craziness of the day. And, and that was just me. And that's the season that I'm in. So um, these days with working more and being more involved with other activities, like I also get my exercise done in the morning. So my love of mornings for quiet time with God became an extra early morning to have both time with God and time for a workout. Like I don't do both every, every day because life and schedules and seasons of change and whatever. But, you know, for the most part, like I love getting up early before the sun and watching it rise and, and sitting in silence in my house and praying for my family as they sleep. Like I cherish that time so much. Um, you know, I will say that there are many things like other habits that I had to develop in order to enjoy mornings as much as I do. Like, actually, I'm going to do an episode, I think next week, unless God has other plans on what I do every day in order to love my mornings. So stay tuned for that. Um, but my point here is that I had to start with small steps. I had to learn to figure out what worked and what didn't and, um, create that routine in that environment um, that was best for me and that brought me joy and that allowed me to do what I wanted to do. So, and then lastly, um, habit number three is liking vegetables. I know shocker. Um, I really never had a lot of veg vegetables growing up and, um, probably by some people's standards, I probably still don't like a ton of veggies, but in my healthy eating journey, I knew I had to expand my palate. Like I had to learn to like more variety of foods in order to eat a more balanced diet and like feed my body nutritious things. So like thinking back to my childhood, there was a lot of foods I didn't eat or didn't even try to eat because it wasn't given to me. Like my, my best example is that I never tried bell peppers. I saw friends eating them, but I was always too afraid to try them because I just assumed I wouldn't like them. As an adult, I knew that I could try it and it probably wouldn't kill me, right? So I began eating them and I didn't really love them at first, but I knew that I could learn to if I just kept eating them. And now I see, <laughs> I seriously don't know how I went so many years without eating bell peppers. Like they're one of my favorite foods. Um, and I did the same thing with other, with other foods that I knew were nutritious, but I hadn't really ever tried. I just, I just kept adding them into my diet, like a little bit at a time so that my taste buds could get used to them. Um, and so then like I was able to really expand the variety of foods that I was eating, which allowed me to then present those things to my family and give them opportunity to learn to like more foods too. Like my oldest son is my picky eater. And he, he knows now that even when he tells me that he doesn't like something like still every once in a while, when we're eating it, I give it to him to try again. I tell him, you just need to try one little tiny bit because you know, one day you may try it and you may decide that you like it. Um, and so that's kind of become our routine there, but um, yeah, so those are a few habits that that came to mind um, with some time and repetition and practice and change of thinking that I was able to really create 
create new habits and experience a freedom through discipline around those things and eventually learn to love them and make those choices naturally. Um, I pray that this is encouraging to you because you can do this like one small step at a time over time, even when it's hard or when you don't feel like doing it, that with discipline, you know, it all becomes easier and more natural. Now, your habits may be completely different than you're wanting to change, and that's okay because like I always say, you get to decide what healthy looks like for you. Keep in mind though that there will be things that you won't want to do, but you know that it's healthy for you or it's the right thing to do. Like those are the things to keep these ideas in mind to help with and move past that hard, um, those hard and challenging times and into that natural and easy rhythm and routine um, of choices for your health. And you know what? Actually, I want to share one more um, habit that's sort of a work in progress right now. Um, But for those who follow me on Facebook, you may have noticed that I've been trying a new thing where I actually don't go on social media at all on the weekends. Now, this is something I heard a coach share about probably several years ago now. And um, I don't know, I just, I felt like it wasn't really my, my time to do that. But lately, um, yeah, I just really felt like social media, Facebook in particular, was taking away from my family time. Like it was keeping me consumed in comparison and work-related thinking. And, and I wanted the weekend to be a time where I could focus on what was in front of me and not be distracted by all the socials. So, you know, it's really tough. Um, at the time of this recording, I'm about four weekends into this, I think. Um, sometimes I still hit the app on my phone and like kind of out of habit. Right. And I think I'll just, you know, I'll just scroll for a minute, no big deal. But, you know, then I remind myself like why I'm doing this and I end up just closing the app pretty quick. Um, I am noticing much that I enjoy my weekends a lot more, um, that I enjoy my time with my family. Um, and I'm also finding that my desire to check socials on the weekend is really becoming less and less of a thing. So that being said, if you don't see me on Facebook on the weekends, that's why. Alrighty. I am praying that you found this helpful and practical as far as being able to see past what's hard to what is possible for you in your health and creating the habits you need in order to live as the woman that you want to, that you want to be, and that God's created you to be. Um, If you're wondering where to even start, I have something super exciting coming up for you. Um, I'm going to teach another masterclass. Um, If you've been following me for some time, I did a masterclass back in June. It was awesome. I loved it. I am revamping it um, because I feel like God is changing direction for me, and I am so excited about this masterclass. It is going to be coming up on September 8th. So um, yeah, I'm going to be sharing with you the three mistakes that you are probably making with your health, and then three simple foundations that you need to put into place in order to get healthy and fit without obsessing over diets or exercise. Oh yeah, did I mention that it's free? Like, this stuff. I cannot wait to share this stuff with you. So um, get excited, get signed up. Um, you know, the, the things that God's put on my heart that he has taught me through my own journey really has been foundational. Like it is the solid ground on which my my health, my living healthy is grounded on. And I want to be able to teach you exactly 
what that is so that through whatever season of life you're in, you know, whether your kids are little or they're grown or whatever is going on in your life, if you have stressful situations, if you're working or not working, it doesn't matter. Having this foundation in place, I have found and been convicted of, um, and God has opened my eyes to just how easy and simple and fun and joyful living healthy can be when you have this foundation in place. So that is what I'm going to be teaching you. Um, you know, he's put this on my heart to teach, to teach you his daughter about, um, the simplicity of living healthy and going back to the basics. So yeah. Anyways, if you want more information on that, go ahead and visit lauren-joyce.com forward slash free masterclass or click the link in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening today. If you're loving what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes each week. And if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living. Also, if you're interested in working with me through my coaching program, you can book a free discovery call or email me to learn more. You'll find all the links to connect with me in the show notes. Until next time.